Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to the first episode for the new year. I hope you're excited about achieving amazing things this year. I know that I am. So for a little inspiration to kickstart this year, I have a special guest today who I knew would bring awesome energy and insights to help you approach your year with more power and purpose. Her name is Martha Krejci. I met Martha working on a special project together where we spent a lot of long hours. Martha is known as a high vibing mama, wife, business coach, growth strategist, and social media marketing powerhouse who's taken the internet by storm. She's been featured on Oprah Magazine, Fast Company, and Huffington Post, among other places. Martha's intuitive marketing expertise has helped her make her first million in less than a year using a strategy she teaches openly through courses, group coaching, and other resources. From finding your passion to building a business that works, she teaches everything. But having worked with Martha, I know her as someone I can lean on, literally. I actually almost fell over on her one day. That's a story for another day. But I know that she's there for the people that she serves. She will not let them fall. She won't let them fail. She's driven by a bigger purpose in her life and her work. And she shares a lot of ideas that I know will get you thinking differently about your life and work and leadership. And by the way, when she talks about launches, that's a term that can have different meaning depending on your industry. So to those of you in the aerospace industry, we're not talking about rocket launches, although I think Martha's trajectory in her business looks a lot like a rocket. <laughs> we talk about the Great Resignation, uh, which has been all over the news. Over 20 million Americans plan to resign in the next two months. 23% of employed Americans plan to quit their job in the next 12 months. And 69% of entrepreneurs start their business from home. So we talk about her perspective on the great resignation and the opportunities that are being created. More importantly, you'll hear Martha emphasize the importance of talking about impact and helping those you lead understand the potential impact they can make. Think about the world-changing work we can all do when we're truly focused on the impact we want to make in the world and in people's lives. She's doing that beautifully. Martha has a new book out called The Home-Based Revolution, and it's about how to create multiple income streams from home. And you can learn more about her work at withmartha.com. Enjoy my conversation with Martha. Martha, I am so excited that we're here, especially at the beginning of the year, as people are thinking about what they want to achieve, what they've been through over the past year. So you're the perfect person, I think, to help start the new year. So I just wanted to welcome you and say how excited I am to have this conversation today. 
Oh, man. Thanks for having me. I'm beyond excited to have the conversation. Secondly, so excited to be talking to you because like you're one of my favorites. So I'm uh, well, yeah, I feel like we're travel partners in, in more know. ways than one. So anyway, I know that there's so much that we could cover, but it would probably be a great starting point just to hear a little bit about your story. I remember when we first met last year and I was just so struck by what you've been through, how far you've come and what you're doing. So if you could just share a little bit about that, I think that would help kind of set the stage for our conversation. Yeah, definitely. So first of all, I went through one semester of college and that's how I knew I didn't want to go to college. (laughs) Let's start there. So everybody like elephant in the room, did she go to school? A little bit. And so then I started down my trajectory of, I worked in the restaurant industry for like 14 years. I was, um, I went through severe, I mean, we're just going to get all heavy with it real quick and then we'll dissipate (laughs) the clouds. But uh, then I went through a really bad bout with alcoholism. Like I had, I was very, I was in a really, really bad place, had a bad marriage that ended in violence. And then I had nothing. So I was almost homeless. I had somebody let me stay in their basement. God bless them. Thank them for letting me stay there. But um, it was not a nice basement, but it was somewhere to live. And I did not even care. Right. I had my dog with me, which was my shelter dog. And she I couldn't afford anything. I basically, I, I went to Hardee's to buy her cheeseburger. So I put a cheeseburger in her bowl and she ate that. And I still didn't have anything to really feed myself. So that's where, that's where I came from. Right. And then what happened for me anyway, is I met somebody who's now my husband, but, um, he did something which I, I like to call speaking life. And so what he did was he, was able to tell me consistently. He told me things that he saw in me that I did not see in myself. I saw no value in myself. Like in a very, in a very real way, I was just like, what on paper, when I was growing up on paper, I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be okay. Right. Like I'm loving parents grew up on a farm in the Midwest, had those great values, all of the things. And then just you know, slight, slight steps off the path. Well, whenever Mike started speaking life over me, he started calling out things that he saw in me. And eventually at first I was like, "Mm, okay, man. (laughs) But then eventually whenever somebody's so consistent with it, you start to see it in yourself. You start to believe it about yourself as well. And then whenever I started believing it about myself, I started making some changes. I started taking some steps in a direction that we see now. And one of those first steps was me going um, and applying at GoDaddy, me applying at a big tech company. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't (laughs) feel like I had any business doing, but I was like, I'm interested, you know, I'm interested. And I, I started out there at, you know, the very bottom and I grew really quickly. They started putting me on some some brand new teams that they had that were very technically inclined, which I don't know why I was on those teams, but I was picked to be on these teams. And then all of a sudden I end up in leadership and the snowball keeps growing. And I remember one exec uh, took me into an office. She came and got me and, and took me with her into an office. And this was an exec that was visiting, right? So she wasn't in-house or anything. I didn't typically see her at all. And she took me into an office and part of me wanted to just vomit 
because I was like, what is this lady doing? Am I like fired? You know, that's what everybody thinks whenever you go with an exec in an office, like, are they firing me right now? <laughs> what did I, what, what, what the last week looked like? Like, what did I do this last week? Right. And, uh, whenever I went in there, I sat down and, uh, she from across the table, like, I remember it clear as day. And I wish I could remember her name, but I remember what she looked like. And from across the table, she looked at me and she said, Martha, I want you to understand how brilliant you are. And in that moment, that changed my life completely. Was this woman that had no vested interest in me. I wasn't, I wasn't somebody that she hired that she needed to groom. And I wasn't, I was a peon, you know, I mean, like really, I was a peon. And for her to do that, like I really wish I remembered her name because I would love to thank her now because she set the tone for the rest of my life and how it was going to change because there's something where my husband, my now husband was speaking life over me, but for some completely random person in a place of high esteem to then speak that same life over me was just like, what is going on? And so everything started to change from there. Yeah. That's such a great leadership lesson too, that we talk about a lot is just the small, simple things that you can do to show people that appreciation, that acknowledgement. So that's awesome. So fast forward, you've built an extraordinary business in like record time. And so I'm sure everybody wants to know all your secrets in terms of how you did that, which we don't have time for, but I'm sure you could share a highlight or two. And, um, and also because of the positioning of your business now, in light of the great resignation, you're poised for, you know, astronomical success beyond what you've already accomplished. It looks like at least from my vantage point. So, you know, would love to get your thoughts on that too. Yeah. Well, uh, for, for my business, when I started my business, so I was with GoDaddy, uh, I was in leadership for a while. And then one day my, my catalyst for jumping was uh, one day I got a video from my husband. I was sitting in my carpeted cubicle, smelled like the 60s. Mm-hmm. I think we're all familiar with that <laughs> cubicle. And I had all my little quotes around me and my family pictures, you know, all the things that made me feel good about my day. And then I got a, a video and I, I, I saw the thumbnail and it was my daughter on her feet and that hadn't happened before. And I couldn't take my phone out on the calling floor. So I needed to go in the bathroom to watch this video. I go in the bathroom, I push play on the video and it is literally my daughter taking her very first steps. Like I'm watching it and I'm excited and I see her face because we're humans and we mirror each other. Right. And I see her face. I'm excited for her and everything. And then because I'm in the bathroom, there's a mirror in front of me and I just glance up and my reality was right there. Right. What I saw was mom in a dark bathroom with the glow of the phone on my face and just like, I'm not there. This is the disconnect right here, right? In that moment, everything crashed down, but also grew. And so like it's everything blacked out from the outside in. I had a weird like I don't know if I had a stroke or what, but my left arm went numb. Like things got really weird there for a minute. And um, all I knew is when I, when I went and sat back down at my desk, I was just thinking, okay, I'm going to quit my job. I can't do this. I'm like a caged animal here, except here's what it looked like on paper. On paper, we had just bought a really expensive house. On paper, I had already brought my husband home from work, so which is why he was home sending me the video. Uh, so I'm the main breadwinner. I hold the insurance for my family, also on paper. 
my husband's parents had just moved in with us because my husband's and my husband's dad had just been released from his job and he was in his seventies. You don't go look for a new job then. So we brought them into our home. And so all of these people and Martha's the one with the income and with the insurance and all that stuff. And so on paper, I looked insane. Oh, I'm going to quit my job. (laughs) You know what? I can't do this. But the, the urge was so strong in me that I'm choosing a different life. I'm, I'm not going to miss these things. I'm not going to miss these first steps. I'm not going to miss the first next, 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 next thing. Because while she doesn't remember that mom wasn't there whenever she took her first steps, that she wasn't walking to mom, while she doesn't remember that, I do. And later there will be things that she will remember. And so I need to start today to make something that's going to be successful by the time that she's going to be able to remember things. Right. And that's, that's where I, I jumped. And so I went, I went home and I told Mike that I was going to quit my job. Well, you know, on the last or one of the most recent episodes that I did, I talked about taking the inspired path versus the logical path. And you're the, like such a prime example of that. So I love that you're sharing this because people sometimes will go, oh, yeah, yeah, but I've always done this. And so therefore I should do that. Whereas clearly you're so inspired by your family and the life that you truly wanted to, to take that leap. So I just, I just, I love that you're sharing your story in that way. Yeah. And I, I feel like people get those, they get those catalyst moments many times through their life, right? It's like that whole spiral staircase. We keep coming back to these moments and you'll have them over and over and over again. And you keep having the opportunity to make that choice over and over and over again. And it's just like when the next time comes around, what do you choose? So don't look back on the last time it happened and think, oh, I didn't choose it. That means I never can. No, it's you've, you've always got the choice. Yep. And what's interesting too, you're really clear that to you, you are CEO second, mom, wife first, CEO second. So yet you've built such an extraordinary business. So I just think it's really inspiring to, to know that it can be done that way, you know, which not enough people are talking about, or at least I haven't talked to enough, at least not on the podcast, of course. So that's amazing. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the great resignation and your thoughts on what you're seeing. I know that a lot of the listeners to this podcast are probably fearing that they're going to be losing people based on the statistics, or they may even be considering making some kind of switch themselves. So what are you seeing? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of very interesting things happening. At first, I think a lot of people assume that the resignation, the great resignation is talking about millennials for the most part. But what I'm seeing is it's not the case. It's people that it's, I mean, it is millennials, but millennials have always been quitting their jobs. Like younger (laughs) people, I mean, not just millennials, younger people in in, in any, yeah, they're always quitting their jobs. Right. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's how you find the right thing. I truly have no judgment against that at all. But uh, what we're seeing is a lot of older individuals, a lot of more wise, established individuals are making choices that they didn't used to make before, right? And and I think that it's really, really interesting because businesses are doing all sorts of new things in order to hang on to talent in some capacities. 
So yeah, they've got their strategies of hanging on to talent, which is like the stay interview or whatever. I heard somebody talking about like the, you know, how can we keep you interview? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, that's going on. And, and that's great. I'm really glad that corporations are moving into that. But really at the end of the day, why do we need to be asking people what they need in order to stay? Because we know what people need, right? They need to be seen. They need to be heard. They need to feel like they're a part of this system that they're helping create or this business that they're helping to grow. I mean, that's people want ownership. And I don't mean ownership in a way that, you know, percentage of profits or anything like that, although they wouldn't be mad at that. But what they want is a personal, it's sustainability. They, they want to feel like they've made a difference. And whenever you've experienced something like what we've experienced in the last 18 months, as we are recording this right now, or last, I guess, oh my word, longer than 18 months, what, we've, what we're going through right now is we're going through a renaissance of people choosing impact over the safety net right? They're choosing to be impactful in their world. And there's so many interesting ways to be able to do it online and to really take control of what you do. I mean, there's a lot of people doing starting up side gigs. And then of course they can turn them into main gigs as they work through it. That's just good business 101 anyway, but they start they start a side gig of being able to creatively impact the community around them or the community at scale, community at large. And as they're building into that, like, oh, all of a sudden they've got some income coming in. You know what? I no longer want to do this corporate thing. I'm following my heart, my soul. I choose to do this other thing instead. That's what I see. I don't see a lot of people quitting because they're like, I hate this and I'm done. <laughs> it's not like that, right? Yeah. Which I said is a narrative that is kind of being put on top of the great resignation is that people are lazy and they're doing these TikTok dances and quitting their job and da, 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 da. like there's a narrative. And of course there's, but there's always been that. Right. And so that's the narrative they're putting on the great resignation. But in reality, the narrative is this, the narrative is that people want to make a difference. And once they realize they can make money while making a difference, they're done doing anything else because this is their livelihood. Yeah. Well, hey, I can attest to that with a business called Work Matters. Yeah. <laughs> After leaving the corporate world, I believe in what you just said so much that I feel like I've formed a business around that kind of philosophy, if you will. So that's so awesome. Like I said, I know that you have so many tips that you could offer in terms of business growth and inspiring your team and all of that. But I know that we're also at the very beginning of a, of a new year where there's a lot of excitement and hope for the future. And I'm just curious to know either what you do or what what tips you might offer for other leaders that are at this point where they're really trying to harness that energy, get everyone excited, get themselves you know, motivated and sustain that throughout the year. So what is it that, that you do or that you might suggest to help keep that strong momentum going? Yeah. Well, you got to know what you're going into. So from a strategy point of view, you've got to know what your year looks like, right? What's your year? What have you planned out for your year uh, so far as givebacks and so far as launches are concerned? So a launch isn't just a course or something like that. A launch is what products are you um, either introducing to your to your your people or reintroducing to your people with a twist on what it looks like this year and what it means to people this year, right? And so what does what does that calendar look like? 
that needs to be done. If you don't have a calendar like that, how on earth are you getting anybody excited about anything? Because it's all so whimsical. It's like fairy dust, right? If we, to get people really excited, it doesn't matter what kind of personality type they are. If you show them hard and fast details, they're going to understand that like, you're a leader, you got them because you've, you've done the work. You're not just kind of guessing. And so having that set up of how you're going to be able to do that is number one. And then of course, letting them know like, okay, here's the very first thing that we're doing. We're really excited about this because of X, Y, and Z, and then plug it into what matters, right? So this is going to affect you in X, Y, and Z of way. And what that means, because now we're starting to get obscure, but what that, and it's because people have different types of products, but what, what I really want to anchor into is that feeling. So that feeling that people wanted in the beginning, that feeling of ownership of impact, right? If they're leaving companies to be able to have more of an impact, what happens whenever we allow them to have impact in their, their own or in your business, This is how I treat my own team. My own team is like, they're all part of the impact. We talk about it all the time. We talk about impact probably 50% of the time. So it's a very heavy topic for us, like that everything matters and that they're a piece of it and they understand their piece of it. So then they understand how to work within their role to have the most impact. Because whenever we're working in that space of having the most impact for our customers, for our clients, then all of a sudden, everything else gets real easy. And so so that launch, that very first launch that you have, what's the impact point of that very first launch? And then you can also, for the entire year, just go up 30,000 feet and say, guys, at the end of this year, based on this launch, this launch, and this launch, after all this is done, we should be at, because you should have trajectories, we should be at this number. We should be at this many people we've impacted. We should be at this many people that are now this kind of way better, right? Than they were at the beginning. This is our end goal for the year. Now our first launch is this. This is how we're going to impact so many people right here and then get excited about that launch. That's people get excited about impact. Yeah. So I want to anchor what you just said, kind of translate to other industries because we have a wide range of listeners. So what I'm hearing is making sure you've got kind of that clear overview of the year and you use the term launches. Others might say key milestones or projects or events that they're oriented around, whatever those milestones look like that people can get oriented around um, to make sure that you're clear about what the first one looks like so that they can feel like they're making a sense of progress out of the gate. And then also what I love about what you said is keeping the conversation oriented around impact. So many times I see a lot of my clients talking about to-dos and and projects and status and reporting in, right? That's common. So for leaders to intentionally integrate more conversation about impact can actually be motivating for people who are working on those projects. So if we could stop using the term KPIs as just a whole, <laughs> I was, that's the TPS report to me. Yeah. Like that's, you know, like when somebody says KPI, I, my inner, my inner child is like, I'm taking a nap. I don't yeah. even want <laughs> 
<laughs> Tell me what it means. What does it mean when that happens? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to strike a chord with some people here that go, wait, wait a minute. Don't take that away from me. So I think you're, you're going to challenge some people here, which is great. So any other final tip as, as you're thinking about, you know, what, when you're looking ahead for the year and what leaders might want to keep top of mind just to make sure that they're making the most of the new year? Well, I'd like to drill down on what we just said then the, the KPI thing, because if I did just hit someone sideways, if I did create some cognitive dissonance there where they're like, what? Um, let me explain what I mean by that. I don't mean don't have KPIs. I mean, the way that you communicate your KPIs needs to be what the meaning is behind it. So the the KPI is the metric, right? It's the number. It's the thing that you're gunning for. Okay. Your people need to know why you're gunning for that thing because you have hired these people because they're good at their job, or I hope so. All right. And then second, these people also have creative minds. If you explain to them what the meaning is behind this number that you're looking for, their creative minds may come in to help you accomplish that goal in a way you haven't thought of and that your team hasn't thought of before. And so that's what I mean when you're talking, when you say just a number, they're like, okay, hit number. That's robot stuff, right? Okay, hit this number. Hit this number because it means dot, 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 when we hit this number. Well, now you're allowing somebody's creative brain to engage on that problem because it means boom, 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 boom. Okay, well, I can help something else that means boom, 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 boom. And then allow for discussion on that, not not process discussion, right? But allow them, allow their brains to be creative on the solution of that too. That's what I mean by that. And that allows people ownership into their own, what they do, right? Yeah. Good clarification. I think they're breathing a little easier now. So I'm glad that you (laughs) clarified that. (laughs) Good. Well, before we go, I wanted to make sure I mentioned your book, your new book that came out called The Home-Based Revolution. So I'm so excited to see that out. And just, I just wanted to know what you're looking most forward to as you look ahead to the new year. Oh man. Um, well, thanks for the, thanks for the nod on the book. I'm super excited about it. I'm proud of it just because it, it just, it represents something I didn't realize I could do. And then now all of a sudden we've got two books out already. So like, it's just, it's just representing growth. And, uh, whenever I grow, I show other people that are like me that they can do the same thing because I'm no different. I had a semester of college, you know, I was in the service industry. I, that's that, that's my background. And for me to be able to do this, I'm just representative of the normal person, the normal everyday person being able to do this. Um, my, what I'm excited about this next year is just, man, it's, it's the great resignation. It excites me. The seeing people sense their own value and their own ability to impact the world around them excites me because that's how this whole world changes. And it's not because it's disrupting corporations everywhere. That's not whether it does or it doesn't makes no difference to me on that. But what's exciting is that people are starting to live more value-driven lives and more impact-driven lives. And once we start doing that, I see the trajectory of the world changing. I see a societal, humanitarian, like a who we are as people. I see a change coming. And, that's, and it's driven by realizing 
that life doesn't necessarily have to be the way we thought it had to be, the way we were told that it had to be, we can actually create our own narrative. And that's exciting. Yeah, man, that's a good, good point to end on. So I'm so glad that we could chat. I love your spirit, your generosity, your smarts. Like you just bring so much value. And I know we could go on and on. And I miss that we are not able to see each other as much, but I'm so glad that we could connect here and just kickstart the year on a high note. I knew it would be. So you did not disappoint. And I'll make sure that we include a link in the show notes to the book. And what is the best way for people to find you and your work? Yeah, they can just go to withmartha.com. So W-I-T-H, withmartha.com. That's kind of my hub for everything. So social media and everything is there. Okay. Yeah. And your last name is spelled K-R-E-J-C-I and it's pronounced Krejci. Okay. Just for the record, because I know you've said that most of your life at this point. So (laughs) anyway, good. Well, thank you so much, Martha, for joining me. I wish you the happiest of the new year. I know that we'll reconnect soon, but all the best as you head into the new year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Gail. Have the best one. Thanks. And for everyone else listening in, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.